Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we're talking about House of the Dragon and our recommendations on Monarch, The Devil in Ohio, The Watcher, Elvis, and more. Debbie is joining me today. Hi, Debbie. How are you? Hey, Diana. I'm great. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Yeah. Woo! Oh, my God. I know. This show. It's, oh, my goodness. You know, such anticipation for, for it to finally be out for us to watch. I know. So right? it seems like it's been forever that Game of Thrones ended. So I, So long ago. But what I did notice in this season was that there are a lot more dragons involved. And I heard that that, yeah, that that is costing like so much money. Wow. I'm not surprised. Yeah. For them to put the dragons in this series. So in thinking about that and my question of the day, yeah, what would you name your dragon? Oh, my dragon. That'd be so cool to ride a dragon. I tell you, Um, I don't know. I'd have to give it a little thought. I was looking into this because, you know, who who wouldn't want a dragon? I, I guess, know, right? As a yeah. kid, especially. Yeah. I came up with one. It's an Egyptian name. It's called Apis or Apis. Apis, I think. Yeah. And it's a god of strength and fertility, which is kind of kind of nice and and keys into the whole theme of what's going on in uh, House of the Dragon. Yeah. What about you? Well, I was looking up the dragon names, and you know, the big dragon is Vagar, which is a cool yep. name. And then Damon rides Caraxes and Rhaenyra rides Syrax. So there are a lot of like, oh, just those G's and V's and, you know, X's. It's so cool. So I was trying to think of a name like that. And of course, I couldn't come up with one. And I even went to Dragon Name Generator and tried that. Oh, wow. You went all out. I was spending way too much time. But um, I ended up coming up with Helios. I like that. And Helios is the god and personification of the sun, which oh. is cool because Diana is goddess of the moon. So, oh, you know, you the sun and the moon. Perfect choice. <laughs> Very cool. And don't you want to tell your dragon, Dracarys? <laughs> <laughs> and when I was rewatching some of the episodes and there was a moment and she's well, I don't want to give it away, but when she's building up to get ready to say that, yeah, to have them do have the dragon do its thing, you think about that word, and I'm like, how would I say it? Dracarys, or just whatever, you know, just yeah. that emphasis on that word. Yeah, but anyways, pretty cool. All right, I like I like our dragon names. I think they're great. Yes, they're awesome names. And uh, friends out there, let us know what you think. What? Would you name your dragon? Yeah, I'd love to hear. You can leave us a comment on social media, our website, or email at screensinfocus at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you what you would name your dragon. The links are in our show notes. Okay, so we were talking about Game of Thrones and how long it's been. And as you can see, there's a poster on my wall. My Game of Thrones aunt. Right I here. See it. Right here. My Game of Thrones. Oh, I can't see it from you my can't? spot. You no. can't? What about my shirt? Look at my shirt. Oh, yep. Mother of dragons. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, I got my shirt on. I need to get myself a t-shirt. <laughs> so. Amazon. I know, right? 
in thinking about the Game of Thrones and yes. uh, House of the Dragon, I wanted to know from you uh, what made you a fan of Game of Thrones and what were your expectations going into mm-hmm. House of the Dragon? Well, expectations going into House of the Dragon was completely different than it was Game of Thrones. I got into Game of Thrones super late. Um, probably maybe there was already three or four seasons in and I ended up binging it, staying at my sister-in-law's and watching it every night as I was house sitting, dog sitting and probably several, several episodes. I couldn't stop. Once I got started, I could not <laughs> stop. I'd actually, it's one of those shows I'd probably watch again, even though, I mean, what was there? Seven or eight seasons? Yeah. Eight. Something I believe like that. Eight. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I when I heard that there was going to be a prequel yeah. to Game of Thrones, I was fascinated. What what does that mean? What could that mean? And then when I heard who were some of the characters that were you know portraying the main characters, especially Matt uh, Smith, who is one of the main characters, Damon, he was absolutely fabulous in The Crown. I mean, I he was Prince Philip in The Crown. I don't ah, know if you saw that. I, I didn't. You did not. That oh, was a show yeah. I have. A, I started it's, to watch it. I couldn't get into, couldn't it, get at, into it at the beginning. Yeah. And I know how good and how much everybody loves that. But oh, I just, it was so good. Yeah. I watched that a little bit late too, but I got into it pretty quickly. And he's just a very, his look is very odd. He's yeah. very lanky. And the way that they have him dressed up on as this character, it's creepy but he's sexy i don't know if that's really the right thing to say but i can see it i can see it so he's very masculine and i was just really excited to see this i knew that there would be some over the top um drama and great murder plots and again not really knowing what the the theme was going to be about and then obviously the first episode we know right away what's going to happen yeah so that was just super excited about that what about you Okay, so Game of Thrones, I, yeah. I, the characters are the greatest characters. They're written so well. They're acted so well. It's amazing. I love, you know, the power struggles, all the scheming that goes on, the lust that happens, the weirdness, the, the, the bonds that, you know, family bonds and of course the dragons. And then, of course, you get the triumphs and the unpredictability. So because you don't know what's going to happen. And so I, I didn't know what to expect going into House of the Dragon because I only know what I hear. I didn't read the books, although I have to tell you, I'm motivated to try and read them. I hear you. I <laughs> want to hear all the little details and, yeah. and know more, but I, I don't know if I can read them. I don't know if they're hard reads, if they're easy reads. I don't know, but it makes me want to learn more. But me going in just as a viewer, just watching TV shows, movies, I didn't know very much, but I was hoping for the best. I was hoping for what we got in the Game wow. of Thrones, as far as the things that I had mentioned. So that was my expectation going in. And I think it's delivering on a lot of those. And because you don't know what's happening, especially no. the unpredictability, it's it's like you have no idea the, ext- the extent that these people are going to go through and who's on their side and who's not on their side, who's loyal, who's not. So I just uh, went in for the ride. And yeah, I... You know, from what I can tell and from what I hear, everybody is really 
you know, really has loved it and tuned in every week and cannot wait to, you know, see the next episode. So I'm really excited to talk about it. Me too. Absolutely. Uh, Okay. So what we're going to do, our listeners, so they know what is happening. There are spoilers ahead. Okay. So just (laughs) know that. We'll go ahead and kind of cover, start off with the first episode so that, you know, we know where we're heading and then we'll talk about the characters, the relationships, and then uh, we'll go into episode nine and 10 because those were pretty epic, you know, giving us the finale. So, and just to give a brief uh, intro to House of the Dragon. So it's set 200 years before Game of Thrones, about 200 years. It is primarily focused on members of House Targaryen, the current ruling family, and their closest allies. King Viserys Targaryen rules the Seven Kingdoms where the story begins. He is the fifth Targaryen king to sit on the Iron Throne. He was chosen to succeed his grandfather, King Jaharis Targaryen. Now, I'm sorry, those that are diehard fans, if I'm butchering their names, so I'm trying the best that I can to uh, oh, I think that's right. to say their names. So he was chosen over his elder cousin, Princess Rhaenys Targaryen, because he was the king's oldest male descendant, right. which is a huge pattern in, in all the TV series. So let's start with um, episode one, where we meet King Viserys and his wife, Emma, who is about to give birth, to whom he is convinced is a son and next heir. We meet his firstborn child, Rhaenyra, and we also experience a tournament that is action-packed and essentially a war. Mm -hmm. So what did you think of the episode and what stood out to you? Well, I think we first meet his wife, Emma. Don't we meet her in the, she's taking a, a tepid bath in, in, because she's in childbirth and there's no medication. There's no nothing to soothe her. She's just yeah. there trying to make herself feel comfortable. And he comes in to see her and he's beaming. And again, like you mentioned, he's sharing that he's absolutely certain it's a son. Yeah. She actually has a conversation with him. We find out that there were several stillbirths and yeah. miscarriages. Mm-hmm. I think she said five. And the only child she has is Rhaenyra. And so that makes a little bit more sense as to why um, I think Rhaenyra is, is so important to the family. Yeah. But um, she also makes it clear. Emma is telling Rhaenyra who comes to, to check on her mother. Yeah. And she knows that she went to go ride a dragon because she's a tomboy. You know, she's a <laughs> she young lady and prince princess. And she's got this rule or this role that she, you know, has to be this personality or what have you. She doesn't really want anything to do with it yet. And she doesn't really have to because at this point the, right. the king's ruling and she's a woman and she probably knows intu- intuitively she won't be doing anything or she doesn't think she will be. Um, but her mother kind of calls her out on, you know, the fact that she was riding the dragon and um, she walks into her as she's having the bath. And the mother makes a comment about, well, you'll be also having childbirth at one point. She doesn't say that, but that's the the gist of it. Yeah. And Rhaenyra gives gives her this look like, you got to be kidding me. She don't want to have kids, you know? <laughs> so we realized right away that she is a very different soul. Yeah. Very much doesn't want to follow in the typical lady's footsteps, you know, in the realm. 
Yeah. Um, I also see uh, this is also the first episode where she has an interaction with her uncle, who's Uncle Damon. Um, he, he's very <laughs> well. She walks in on him, and he's sitting in her father's uh, throne chair, the iron the chair. Yeah, yeah, the iron chair. And first they don't show him, but you hear his voice Mm -hmm. and then you see him and they have this interaction and there was a little bit of tension between the two of them, um, subtle hints of something, but you don't really know what it is. And of course we find out later on, but, um, again, this was just the first couple scenes that really stood out for me of this interaction between these characters. They're building it up for something in the future to see. Yeah. Those were, those were things that stood out for me. What about you? I love that, Debbie. Oh my gosh, you're bringing me back to the first episode and making me feel like I'm watching it. So it's just great. So I really love the introduction of those characters. I thought that was great. And I love seeing her riding in on her dragon. I thought that was pretty cool. Such a badass. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) For being such a young, you know, a a young young woman. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But of course, the first thing that stuck out to me was how badly women are treated. And what's interesting is in the Game of Thrones, when I first started watching the Game of Thrones, I did not like how women were treated the first couple episodes that I stopped watching it. Like the first episode or two, I'm like, I can't watch this. This is going to drive me crazy. But I went back and I watched it again. And I I got myself over that hump of just like, okay, let's just go with this for now and see what happens. <laughs> but And then I was able to continue with the Game of Thrones. Thank goodness. I'm so glad goodness. because yeah. it is one of my favorite shows. Yeah. So, but seeing, you know, how women are treated is just, um, you know, being a woman, it's hard to see. It really is. And what I really loved was that the creators wanted to show how women were treated Mm -hmm. and how in childbirth, 50% of the children didn't make it or the mothers didn't make it. They just wanted us to see what it was really like at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And how their lives sometimes were in the hands of men. They were the ones who made the decisions. So, so yes, that did stand out to me. Uh, and as you were talking that the, um, the queen was talking to her daughter, and she does tell her that labor is our battlefield, mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting, which will come into play later on also. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really well directed with the tournament alternating with the childbirth back and forth, back and forth, because it was a battle. It was a battle on, you know, watching the tournament. It was a battle giving childbirth. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, the king has to make a choice, his wife, his child, but then, and it is a boy. Yeah. He was right. It was a boy. And um, they both end up dying. Not making it. Yeah. And then Rhaenyra has to be the one to move forward with their cremation and the rest of that which she's just a young girl and so i think that was a really big turning point for her because she had to kind of step into a role that she wasn't ready to do absolutely so and then at the end of that first episode king viserys names rhaenyra his heir and surplants daemon his brother which he was not happy about 
And uh, he does tell Rhaenyra the prophecy of Aegon's dream of ice and fire. So he did reveal that to her, but I no one else knows of that. Not now. Not yet. yet. Yeah. Okay, so after the queen's death, everybody's expected to, well, he's expected wow. to remarry, right? Yeah. And right. there's so much politics involved. It is crazy. Yeah. Of course, that's what I love watching because you're like, oh, my God, how can he marry a 12-year-old child? Oh, like- my goodness. When I was watching him walk down that uh, that little path in the garden. Yeah. And he's looking at this little girl and she's been programmed to respond to him and, and tell him what he wants to hear. Right. And he calls her on it. Did your dad tell you to say that? Did your yeah. mother tell you? And it's like, uh, I'll, I'll. my mother said I won't have to have... I won't have, have to, to bed, bed you until I'm four, 14. 14 or whatever. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, can you even imagine living in that world? I cannot. No. Not at all. Oh, man. I know. All right. Yeah. So that was just so mind blowing. But of course, mm-hmm. we know it. We come to expect it. And that's what makes us come back and watch some more. Right. And, you know, during all this, Rhaenyra's trying to show her worth mm-hmm. as as time passes. So let's talk about the characters and their relationships. So for me, you know, King Viserys and Rhaenyra, I love their relationship. He is so protective of her. He sees her worth, her value. He has so many tough choices to make constantly. I mean, every time something's happening, whether it's his brother, his, you know, child, Whatever it is, wars, I mean, he has to make a decision. And sometimes other people are advising him and it's not what he doesn't always take what they advise him to do. But I really like him as a character. Yeah, I, do too. I think he it's, you know, the actor Patty Considine. Anyway, that actor is just so good at what he does. So and I just good. love their relationship. Go ahead. What were yeah. you going to say about it? No, I was going to say to piggyback on that, just... um they call him the the king of peace, I believe, uh, King Viserys. And he really, truly is trying to keep peace during the his whole reign. I mean, they haven't had war in, I don't know how many years they, they mention it in the, the film or in one of the episodes. Um, and that's kind of his goal. He doesn't want to go to war. He fights right. going to war a couple of times and doesn't support... Um, when his cousin's husband goes to war um, and it takes a lot for him to finally decide to go to war because he is such a solid character and doesn't want to, doesn't want to lose people because he knows when you go to war, you're going to lose people. Yeah. People are going to die. There's going to be bloodshed. And so I really like him as well. I think he's a solid, um, solid leader. Um, I think he stands up for what he believes in and he, you're right. He totally respects her. He wants to include her in more. I think it's unfortunate that the, the, the small circle, I don't know what they call it. The, the council council, the, the small the council, council, small council, uh-huh. you know, they, they don't respect her. No. They think she's just a child. They don't know about her conversations and her feedback with her father. That's separate. You know, they, they don't show a lot of that, but they show a little bit of interaction and you know that he does trust her and knows her worth. So I really like their characters as well, very much so. Um, anyways, I think when he 
made the choice to make her his heir. That was impressive to me because he really didn't have to. He could choose his brother, even though, you know, he knows his brother's a mess and his brother is probably going to go to war and make some decisions that are not what he would agree with. Um, he knows choosing her is going to cause a huge commotion and people are not going to support it. But he's he feels it's the right thing to do. And I'm excited that he did it. I was like, yeah, he's going to, you know, cut the mold and and choose who he believes has what it takes to be a good leader. And and that to me, that th- those relationships were amazing. The scene where the king confronts Damon, uh, well, after the, the newborn passes away and the king heard that Damon was out celebrating with his men of the watch. I, they aren't men of the watch, men of the wall. I keep thinking of Game of Thrones. Of I know, watch, right? Men of yeah. the wall. And the king heard that the uh, Damon, his brother, were, was celebrating the death of his newborn Aegon, or Balon, sorry, um, and said, heir for the day. And, you know, Damon didn't, Damon didn't, uh, didn't counter that. He didn't say he didn't do it. And the king scolds him for celebrating. I mean, that moment, that just showed me again why he did not choose Damon as the king and why he made you know his decision to choose Rhaenyra yeah um anyways Damon was making uh bad choices and he continued to make bad choices again and everybody saw through it and he was sent away because of it yeah you know yeah exactly going along with what you said I love that the king his primary goal was to protect he wanted peace and he wanted to protect the realm because of the dream, the prophecy that he told Rhaenyra, he wanted to make sure they were strong. And he wanted to probably have as many people as he could, you know, to fight later right. on. So, right. you know, he, in his mind, he has a plan. And so he shares that with Rhaenyra because he wants her to continue with that plan. So I just, I, yeah, I just, I just love them. I think that they <laughs> wrote that so well. Oh. And, and then with Damon, man, I was so conflicted about him. See, I didn't have, I didn't know who he was because I didn't see him in any other role, but I'm like, who's right. this guy? Oh my gosh. He feels so, he's got this entitled. Era. Yeah. It's entitled. Yes. You're so right. Yeah. He's so entitled. This, yeah way that he stands and everything but then you're kind of like because you like it when somebody has a lot of confidence right they I look do. you know yeah. they have that confidence is very appealing yeah. so i'm like wait i don't know i'm so mixed feeling about this whole guy and then mm-hmm. you know later on we see that he kills his wife and the wife looked like she was a warrior i'm thinking she's cool mm-hmm. And he ends up letting her die, you know, after she falls off the horse. Of course, you can only imagine he went in <laughs> through the rock he on her. He finished the job. Yeah, he finished the job. Yeah. yeah. So. Hard to assume. Yeah. But um, but then we also see him when he fights that crab feeder. Yes. Oh, my god. And he was just so badass. And he, he just didn't care if he died in that moment. He was like a warrior and he was going to get it done. And so you're like, yeah, do it. And then, of course, the dragon comes in and, Mm -hmm. you know, fires up all the 
crab people. I don't know yeah. what their name yeah. is, but I don't know either. Uh, crab killer. Yeah, crab the, and yeah. and so because women, women in uh, I think it was Alicent talked to the king Viserys and said, "Yeah, you made your stance, but really, are you going to let your brother, you know, be in this situation? They need help." Mm-hmm. And right. so he rethought, you know, his original decision and made a change, which is okay to do. You don't have to, you know, you can see how things go and make a different decision, which is what he did, which is great because he's not, you know, he's being a king and really following his, what he thinks is right, which right. what is which is basically what you said too. So yeah. that's what I love about him. I just think, yeah. I think he's a really great leader. Um, and because so you he- really like Viserys. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. And so- Damon was a very interesting character to me. So I want to know what else you've thought about him. Well, again, I mean, I, I was sort of conflicted like you. I really didn't like him at first. And I thought, who is this guy? He acts like he's owed this position. And then also, as we find out in, you know, episode two, three, four, he's got ulterior motives with Rhaenyra, the daughter, his niece. And I'm not sure how I feel about that either. Um, he's more of a black sheep. He's made some bad choices. He's a, I don't want to say a party animal, but that's kind of what he is. And he's got the <laughs> yeah, he whores is. on the side and, you know, he's married to that lady and then he comes and he comes and he says he wants to marry again. Yeah. And they say, who do you want to marry? Or who is it that he's going to marry? He was going to marry his whore. And it's like, what? It's just, who is this guy? But, you know, again, during that fight with the crab feeding guy, and then doesn't he cut his head off and pull it off yeah. and hold it up? And, <laughs> yes. you know, he's just, who does that? Um, Damon. There's, yeah, Damon, right? And again, there's other, there's other scenes throughout the next, I think it's episode two and three, where he's looking at Rhaenyra and that set, uh, that scene where they go, he takes her undercover. Yeah. And they go to that, I don't know what you call it, a brothel or a whorehouse or they yeah. call it something. Yeah. And they're behind the scenes because she really can't be seen, but yet she's, you know, interested. Is seen. She is seen, absolutely seen. Um, but they have that intimate moment and there was something about him. I thought, man, this guy, I'd be tempted if it was me to be enthralled with this man. There's something about him. He's, again, he's, uh, uh, he's, enti- he acts entitled and he's maybe got a, own, his own agenda. But there's also something about him, and I'm hoping that it's good. I don't know. We haven't seen it yet, but um, there's something about him, something about him. I don't know. I do think he cares about his family. I do think he cares about his brother, the king, and he cares about Rhaenyra, but he also cares about himself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think, yeah, but he does care about both those people people in his life but yeah it was so hard with him and his niece i'm thinking okay maybe for rhaenyra it was different because maybe she saw him from afar and thought he was oh he's you know good looking to her a good looking guy like the way he carries himself but he saw her as a baby (laughs) like why but i know people you know you want to marry to keep that bloodline strong so it's it's different than how we view it yeah but still it's still, it's, it's still weird. It would not be weird. accepted in our world. But in the beginning, when he did take her, when they were there and then they were making out, and then he notices that she's, you know, wanting it, 
Well, then he couldn't, he couldn't perform. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't perform then because I I think it was the excitement of the chase. And then when the chase turned around on him and wanted him, he's all, wait, 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 I can't do this. Do you think that's what it was that he couldn't perform or do you think he had second thought? They, well, I only say they couldn't perform because how, how could we know? We couldn't see, but they said it in the, inside the episode. Oh, uh, Yeah. When they were producing it. Or yeah, the recap. Yeah. Okay. So they actually said that. I'm like, oh, is that what happened? I had no idea. Yeah. I was hoping he had second thoughts about, you know, taking her virginity. She's his niece and young. But I think, but it stems from that, I believe, Debbie. I believe it was that that's how he felt. And of course, then his body went with what he was thinking. So I do think it was that. I think oh, so. You know, partially also. Yeah. yeah. We see him, you know, in these uh, episodes, he marries um, Lena. She was the little girl that was supposed to yeah. meet or marry the king. But now she's grown up. Yeah. Because sometimes you have to like, wait, is that that person? Yeah. Right. <laughs> because they show, they jump, you know, from they certain episodes. Around. Yeah. They jump around in age and then you have to, yeah. you know, is that that same person? Yeah. So I thought that that was, you know, he married her and he seemed to care about her Mm -hmm. and they were starting to have a family. And then she had to go through childbirth and then that wasn't going to happen. The baby wasn't going to come out. And instead of, you know, dying on in a bed in the, you know, where she was giving birth, she's like, no, I'm a warrior. warrior. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go out with my dragon. And of course she does the whole Dracarys. That was amazing. Yeah. That just showed that she was, she was so strong. I I was sad that we didn't get to see more of that character because I really did. I do think that they loved each other. Yeah. And I think that they had this great, great future potential um, even though they were banned to live where they were living, and I can't think of the name of where they were banned to live, um, and and she was disappointed in the world that they were living because it wasn't really they weren't really doing anything, you know. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah. So that was Lerna, and then of course you know the next thing we know, it's his time to marry Rhaenyra. Yeah. <laughs> Who, Go figure with that one, right? Yeah, everybody, there. Everybody's husbands have died, or, or whatever, or gone, yeah. whatever gone. it is, and then now yeah. they're together. Now it's their time. Yeah. Well, so let's back up a little bit on Rhaenyra yeah. because she's at a point where the king tells her, "Okay, you need to get married," but he's yeah. not specifically at first telling her who to marry because he wants her to be happy, which I think right. he's a great dad for doing that. Yeah. And uh, so she has all this pressure to marry, which makes her yes. rebellious and angry. And, uh, you know, eventually we talked about how she marries her uncle, but yes. which is better than marrying your brother or not marry. Yeah. Not marrying your brother, but having kids with your brother, like right. on Game of Thrones. Yes. So, right. uh, Yeah. But um, I really actually really like Rhaenyra too. You know, she loves her father so much. And I, again, we talked about that whole relationship, but I liked mm-hmm. it from her perspective, how much she loves her father and her relationship with her husband, Sir Lenore. And they basically have an open marriage and they support each other. And I think that they're really good, a good couple. Well, why do they have an open marriage? He's gay. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> but she doesn't I mean, love him. And, and no, so she doesn't. Yeah. No. But and I that love was an that. arranged marriage. That was an arranged marriage. Yeah. It was their choice to help each other out. I yes. feel like that actually. Now that I, I think about that as well. Um, but I do think but they it, cared about each other. Because I do when think they she, cared about each other very much. Because when she gave birth, when we, when that one episode opened up and she gave birth and the queen was calling her, of course, we didn't understand why the queen was calling her because we didn't mm-hmm. know time had passed by. Right. And she's struggling to get up those stairs and he's helping her. And he's, like, I don't know yeah. what, why she wants to see the baby. I don't know why. And of course. Oh, Rhaenyra, that was intense. Yeah. Yeah, and Rhaenyra's all, I'm going with the baby. And so she yeah. climbs up those stairs, oh makes God. it in. And of course, then we see the king come in and he's so happy because anything his daughter does makes him oh, happy. Yeah. She's yeah. like his favorite. He's thrilled. Yeah. Yes. He, my that, daughter gave birth. I have a new grandsire or whatever yes. they call it. So he um, is happy. And I think that uh, Rhaenyra gets tired and they're going to go because um, her husband says, hey, she needs to go rest. They said, OK. Mm-hmm. But then Allison comes over to him with the baby. Yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh. God. And that snide comment about what, yes. you know, one of these babies should eventually look like you. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. And the insinuation, because we find out, you know, around the same time that Rhaenyra's taken a lover. Yeah. I mean, she she's not in love with her husband, so she's taking care of herself and having babies. And there's been at least two, if not more. Yeah. Uh, maybe four. I forget. Yeah. It's it the, the queen at that point, especially knowing that they were childhood friends. Yeah. And confidence. And then she throws that at the uh, hu- husband to say, well, hopefully one of these days, one of these, keep trying and one of these kids will turn out to look like you. Yeah. Because she takes a peek at it and the baby has brown hair and, all, yeah. you know, he's blonde and so is she. Yeah. So that was uncalled for. That was not necessary. But yeah. it just goes to show again, you know, uh, what had been starting what I think um, the queen's um, descent or ascent into this role that yes. she created for herself as her. Well, as these years go by, the king starts getting more ill and the queen starts taking a, a more prominent role with her father. Yes. Who is the hand. Otto. And Hightower. Otto, yeah. Who I cannot stand. Who, He's that a guy great actor though. Him, great Reece actor. Evans, oh my goodness. I didn't know it was him. I read that it was Reese and I remembered him from movies years ago. He was a skinny little thing. If you remember <laughs> him in like a, 30 years ago, a we have to look and see what movie it was in because I can't remember what it was. It might have been the one with Julia Roberts, Notting oh, Hill, possibly. Okay. Yeah. So huh. I'm going to have to look it up. But he played a goofy dude with uh, spiky hair and the, the, the friend. And then to show him in this role of this very stoic, um, strong, calculating, calculating yeah. person. And then, you know, a little bit of that has worn off on his daughter. Um, so her making that comment, though, I, I was very disappointed, but not surprised. Well, for some reason, I don't know why Allison is so bothered that when that night that Rhaenyra and Damon were almost together, but weren't, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then she comes up and asks her, were you with your brother? Oh, yeah. And she That's says, right. no, I didn't have sex with him, which she didn't. 
Right. She ended up having sex with um, Sir Christian. Sir Christian. uh, Cole. uh, And then they gave her the tea. Then they gave her the tea. Yes. And all of that happened. I want to know. I know. I know. Right. It's like the (laughs) they never say it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what? This is like how long ago that that tea should exist. I'm sure that tea exists around now. People should. Well, I don't know. But um, anyway, the whole point is that she feels betrayed like. Like she did have sex, although it wasn't with her brother and she didn't lie. I mean, her, her uncle, sorry, with her uncle. So she didn't lie, but she feels like she didn't tell her. Yeah. She didn't tell her the truth. And so now she's like so pissed that she's having sex with other people. And it's like her husband is gay. Okay. And, and her, and they've tried. They talked about how Rhaenyra and her husband have tried to have him father kids, but it's not happening so yeah right they're fine with it why is it so mm, making you uh blow a gasket inside and just so seething and wants to you know call Rhaenyra out you know what it is it's probably that her father adores her and she probably yeah something yeah I think so I don't know because that's her husband yeah her husband now the king she wants all the attention to be to her, possibly. Right. Could be. Yeah, I'm sure it probably is. So she plays the role good, good too, though. Oh, she's yeah. so good. I'm and good. I liked her at first, and then I didn't yeah. like her because yeah. of that snide remark. When also, she, when she cut Rhaenyra, uh, because that was after the kids got into it and the eye came yeah. out. oh my god so much happened Uh, so much happened on that episode yeah and then she you know pulls up that knife and i love that rhaenyra says you know basically they're gonna see who you are now oh yeah she did and um then she slices her and i thought oh my god how bad did she slice her is she gonna fall over is she gonna die right you couldn't tell no she was so dressed she had all her clothing on and it was on her arm yeah so we saw it later being stitched up and it was a pretty big cut. Yeah. Um, but she's, you know, she forgave her. She knows, I think Renera is very, um, what's the word? She's very, uh, not approving of Alicent, but she understands Alicent's heart, I think. You know, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe they're whole, she's holding on to that relationship that they had when they were kids. Relationship when they were younger. They were friends and... Yeah. Uh, you know, she's holding on to that. I did want to bring up Rainey's, um mm-hmm. because now this is the opposite. I didn't care for her in the beginning mm-hmm. and toward the middle and end. I'm like, I love this woman. I love this lady. <laughs> so Thank I just you. think she's she's awesome. At one point near the beginning of maybe, you know, episode two or three, she does tell Rhaenyra. I mean, yeah, she does tell Rhaenyra. That men would put the realm to a torch rather than see a woman ascend the Iron Throne, which was true because she missed she was out. Overlooked. Yeah, yeah, she was overlooked because she was a woman. She was the direct descendant to the king at mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. and he chose his grandson. Yeah, over her, right? Because she's a woman. Yeah, I mean, they had hundreds and hundreds of people applied for this role, or or what have you, and it was down to the two of them. And I remember that scene specifically, and. You know, uh, I felt bad for her and, but yet also I, I, I didn't really know her character 
She wasn't, she was very stoic. You couldn't tell from her face. She wasn't giving anything away, but I think it was because she'd been maybe primed for that role. And that was her expectations in life was just to be the dutiful wife and do her job and have children and that's it, you know? Um, yeah, I, I end up, I end up really liking her too in the end when she has an opportunity to really, um, get in the forefront and tell Rhaenyra that, you know, this is what has happened. Yeah. She's on that. Well, I'll let you talk about that, but the dragon part where she jumps on there and, uh, breaks into the, breaks into the, the, the crowning of the new King. Yeah. That was her moment. That was her moment. Yeah. So it was, I love her. And so Sir Christian Cole, I heard you say earlier that you loved him. Now see, again, I loved him in the beginning. I thought, Ooh, this guy, I like him. He's a warrior. Yes. He wants to fight for her, you know, and he does, he does. And then he totally, he changed flips. I guess he got, I don't know if he got jealous. I'm not sure what happened because they didn't really show what happened to them. It's just all of Mm -hmm. a sudden Rhaenyra has kids and they're from this guy and all this other stuff. That 10 years or whatever, six or 10 years. And, you know, he's obviously not having a relationship with her anymore. Yeah. And you're like, what happened? Yeah. And they don't even explain it, but obviously she chose somebody else. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be her little side piece. Remember, that's what it was. She wanted Christian Cole to just go along with it. And he wanted more. Did he want more? Or did he was basically saying we can't do this? Because then uh, I I don't I think he wanted more. I'd have to go back and 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 see. Yeah, that's one question mark, too, for me, because yeah. I thought that, you know, because he knows his place and he seems right. very much into honor and, you know, what yes. should be done. So I would think that he would say, look, we, this can't be, unfortunately, yeah. even though my heart <laughs> is in one. telling me otherwise. Yeah, yeah, I can't do this. And right. so you would imagine he would just step away and let it be. Yeah. But he doesn't let it be. And then he kills Joffrey. Who Joffrey, who is Sir Laner's partner, guy, boyfriend, whatever you oh, want to call yes, him? Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Oh, that was horrible. Yeah, that was so horrible. Oh my gosh, that scene. That was at a. That was at their not their ball. That was at the the big, wedding. It was supposed to be oh, their the, wedding. Their wedding. Okay. Yeah, it was supposed to be a big event. It was supposed to be a yes. celebration. Right. And then I think that Joffrey said something to him. He did say something to him about. He said something about. I don't want to say it was about taking care of her or, or something to that effect. Yeah. And, and that's what ended up causing the commotion and the fight between the two of them. But he took it to another level. He I did. Mean, he was. Uh, that I scene even, was gruesome. That was gruesome. Okay. Anybody that likes uh gruesome faces punched in, just like remember the walking dead when they killed, um, my favorite oh, guy. No, don't tell uh, Glenn. <laughs> Glenn with the eyes bulging and uh, all that. Oh my, I was so mad. Okay, well, that this, was way worse though because that was worse. Because that was way worse. We had a connection to Glenn. I, mean, I know. So. I know. This guy we didn't really know him, but no. but still, yeah. It was the 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 point being is it we knew that this was going to change his life by doing this. Yeah. And he did in front of everybody. You can't hide what he did. Right. Everybody saw. But he wasn't and, gonna get in trouble. He actually was going to go kill himself. And then Allison yeah. comes and saves yep. him. And then she now did. he's, uh, 
you know, he's at her beck and call. Yeah. Right. Right. He's serving her now and anything her. that she wants, which is right. not good because he's really, he's pretty good. He's a good warrior yeah. to have on your side. So, ooh, man. And so, oh my gosh, there's so much, so much stuff. So in, in episode six, it was the beginning of the shift of a lot of what we've seen. And it was, it started to become more about the children uh, the family, we're, we're the parents. Yeah. yeah. And so, and the, the influence the parents have on the children and what they're saying about each other. And, and so we have these sons, right? So Allison's sons are Aegon and Amond, and Rhaenyra's sons are, well, her two older sons is right. uh, Jacaris and Lucerus, which he goes by Luke. Luke. Yeah. And um, so I don't know, would you have anything uh, you want to talk about with well, regard to you know, them. So, so, so Aegon and Aemond are the uncles to Jacaris and Luke, right? I guess you're right. Out there, Alicent's kid. You're absolutely and right. Alicent is married to, and so yeah, yeah, so it's king, the king's kids. So they're basically the uncles. Yeah. And to me, I was really frustrated with the fact that there was this tug and pull attitude between these boys instead of this bonding or yeah you know they were fighting with each other and what was the scene where they were teasing the one and i think oh the pig because he didn't have a dragon so he he, didn't have a dragon yeah he couldn't get a dragon so they brought him on a pig and then they made fun of him but then that prompted him to go get vagar which the mother had just died and they're like, what are you doing stealing our dr- my mother's dragon? <laughs> it was right. just a mess. And so these kids yes. are all fighting. And oh, then that's that's when um, Luke takes out um, Eamon's eye. eye. And then all of that oh, happened between wow. the adults. But anyway, back to the kids. Yes. Well, I just, you know, and, and, and you think about it because they were raised separately. So I get that in a sense. But. It's just such an odd situation that because their parents have this friction, um, yes, friction that it led to them as well, or it, it blend down to them. And then they continue to fight with each other instead of being, you know, I remember for myself being raised with my cousins, you know, you weren't fighting with your cousin, you were right. learning from them and yes. you were teaching each other yeah. the ways of the world and whatever. And here yeah. it was totally different. And it was just an odd situation to be in. And I I felt for the littlest guy, you know, he's going to get left behind. And yet Luke is the one that actually cut his eye out. Yeah. Right? He, yeah. Threw, he threw the sand in his face and yeah. he cut his eye out. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my goodness, he's not going to let that go. So I knew that was the start of something. Yeah, it definitely was. But, you know, you just made me think. I don't think that Luke intended to cut his eye. He just oh, absolutely. He not. just he went himself. up with it. Yeah. Well, we we're we're going to get to the ending soon, yeah. but yeah. that's basically kind of the same, right? It's like they do something, yeah. and it the result is a much worse than they anticipated. Much worse. They don't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, episodes nine and ten, we're getting yes. to them. Those oh, were so epic. So in episode nine, the king has died. And I do want to say 
That it king, took a long time for him to die. My goodness. Yeah. I kept thinking he was going to die, like episode three, <laughs> episode four. He kept fainting. He yep. was bleeding. He kept getting worse and worse. So I was happy that he survived as long as oh, he my did. Goodness. He was so strong. He had all yeah. those uh, parts of his body that they tried to have the maggots eat this yes. dead flesh away. Yeah. They were cutting away at it. They were going to cauterize parts of his body. Remember, he was going to lose his finger, his yeah. digit, they called yeah. it. And um, he kept coming back for more. And I mean, at the end, man, that guy had been, he did not look good. He looked like death done over. I know. He, well, he wore he that was, gold mask. That he was, did and to when cover he, up his missing eye. When he'd take it off and half his face was missing. I'm like, oh how do you gosh. live? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's It was horrible. Yeah. So he dies and yeah. Sir Otto Hightower had been plotting. With the members of the small yeah. council to install Aegon as king after Viserys' death, after wow. all along, he had been plotting this all along. So, yeah, they announced it matter of factly. They sit there, and you know they all announce, "Okay, the king died. Oh, sad. Okay," and then like like it was no surprise to anybody, at least to the few that knew. They're talking about what the plan is to put Aegon in as the king. And the look on Allison's face was shock. And she even said, you mean that you've been conspiring behind my back? Yeah. And I don't remember the name of the characters, but the two other men that, well, I think it was um, uh, Beesbury. Yeah. Beesbury. Uh -huh. And the other, the other night were like, they're not on board with this either, you know, because that's not what the king wanted. But she swears that is what the king told her. The king's changed his mind. Um, in his deathbed, he has told her that, you know, I've made this decision. I want my son, Aegon, to take the crown. Well, no, he right? says Aegon, not my oh, he son. he did say Aegon. He said Aegon. Because he was referring to he his... He was referring to the... His ancestor. Right. Right. That's right. Not his son. That's because right. Because he okay. thought he was talking to Rhaenyra because he he's all delusional. That's right. And not his wife. Right. So you're it's right. It's like, damn it, what the heck? Why does everybody have the same names? I know. So confusing. Um, well, so the the look on Allison's face, she was shocked and in surprise. And her father, who is the hand, Hightower, Otto Hightower, he realizes now it's his time to take over and he decides to take control. And we have only just seen the beginning of what is gonna happen in the next season because you know they're making these choices now to shuttle everybody out that has anything to do with uh knowing about the king's death or possibly behind the scenes could yeah. be the secret spies um they take them all to that little prison cell down in the yeah. uh, dungeon uh -huh. right and i'm thinking to myself how can they get away with this but i mean Nobody knows any different than what's going on. So they're being shuttled away and who knows if they're going to be killed. I mean, that's my, my impression was that's going to happen because yeah. they can't let this get out. Um, yeah, that was crazy. So what did you think about the way that everything went down at that small council and, you know, the, the father Hightower announcing I'm putting Aegon in charge now as we planned I was, of course, shocked, but I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, this is what he was planning. All along, years and years. I do like that Alicent 
was, you know, standing her ground on what she believed in, that she saw her dad in a completely new light. Um, you know, she does want her son to be king. She does. But but yeah. not through killing her childhood friend. She doesn't right. want that. She says she this is this is the king's daughter. He loves her. So he she at least appreciates that. So she's not totally evil. She just wants her son to be king. Yeah. And you know, she she does adore her son. I think she truly believes he deserves it. Yeah. I think she put she her time in as queen and you know, I, I think she's convinced herself that maybe he said it even though in the back of my mind I don't know if she believes that, but she's going to stick to that. Yeah. And I also, I agree with Beesbury, you know, he calls everyone a traitor, but he dies so honorably. Oh, I'm like, oh, and then the fact that Sir Christian is the one who pushed his Did head it. and like yes. crushed his skull. I'm like, man, you, are you super bad? You've got some. And, and I looked at that scene later. They had yeah. the rocks on the table. Was that what that was for? Why was the rock there? I don't know. Where I did that come from? I thought that was really bizarre. I thought, oh my goodness, is this is this what happens if you are a traitor and you betray somebody, you die? Uh, maybe you. I, mean, I don't know. Crazy. But it was cool to watch the in this episode to see where everybody is landing, more or less, right? Like. Yeah. Oh, you're on that where side. Their alliances. Yeah, exactly. Where the alliances yeah. are. So I thought that I liked seeing that because you don't know. You yeah, don't you know don't. where, you know, loyalties lie. So it was kind of yeah. cool. And then um, we saw the siblings fight Aegon oh, yeah. and Aemon. And yes. Aegon is an unlikely king. You know, he, yes. he, all he wants is his father's approval. He didn't want to be king. Um, he didn't, father didn't see him that way. And so he never planned it that way. No confidence in himself. He doesn't believe he's worthy. But you know, what's interesting with Eamon and I don't know if you see this too, but Eamon seems like Damon. Isn't that weird that their names are close? Oh, totally. He has that look. He has the, the demeanor, way he, the way he carries himself. Yes. Yep, I agree. So I can totally see, you know, that in him. And the intimidation and yeah. the whole uh -huh. entitlement piece. I mean, I think he truly believes that he was supposed to be the the king. I think he thinks that Aegon's not going to make a great king, so I should be. Yeah, I'm sure I think that he makes indication or even says that in in one place that I should be the king. Oh, I think he tells him that. You you yes. yeah. I think uh, Aegon tells Aemon that when, when they, they when they're fighting. Him. Yeah, yes, when they're fighting. Yeah. And I, I just watched that episode again, and he's he's fighting with him, and then Aegon's feeling like he's getting tickled or something. Does he not realize the severity of what's going on? Yeah. But and I know he does. He realizes as soon as he's captured and he's taken back, his life is never going to change. So I think he's really trying to avoid this, but he's so immature. He just yeah. doesn't have a clue. He yeah. really doesn't. Yeah. He seems to have a different um, outlook on it when he is oh, walking walking in walking in and yes. he's right under all the swords are hanging up punching and, up at the crowd yeah yes so i think he liked the attention he's like he oh this is what it feels like i agree so i think that that was you know could be somewhat of a turning point for him that i don't know a total turning point for him i think so we'll see that but we also see that renice is held captive Mm -hmm. And that one of the Eric's <laughs> helps her to escape. Yeah. 
And uh, as you said earlier, that's when she makes that incredible entrance and takes the news. When she leaves, she takes the news to Dragonstone. And I'll speak to a little bit more about that entrance and how I felt about it. Yeah, uh, in a little bit. But so let's get to episode 10. This is basically Rhaenyra's story because it's about her. This was the first episode nine was about Alicent. This one's about Rhaenyra. She's been waiting for this moment. She loved her father very much, but she knew he would pass. And she's been preparing for this moment to become queen. And all of a sudden, her childhood friend, Alicent, has, you know, ripped the rug from from underneath her. And uh, Rhaenyra's pregnant. In she is. child in ready to deliver. Of course she right. is. Yeah. And with all the sex she's having, she's got to be pregnant. Right. Um, <laughs> she's pregnant and dealing with that birth and she can't fight. And oh my gosh, it was so hard watching her give birth. Oh my goodness. She's like at war with her body. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. crazy. What did you think, Debbie? Well, I've never had kids, but that scene was epic. Um, super hard to watch. The pain that she was feeling, she's tugging, she's she's bending down or she's squatting down or whatever she was doing, sitting down, and there's blood everywhere, and she's pulling this baby's head from her. I mean, I don't know how you could any, get any more graphic than I that. I know, I know. And, and there's people around, but nobody's helping her. I'm like... They tried. She didn't let did them. Did they try? Yes. Oh, they said, oh... Yeah, they said, oh, let us help you. And she's on, I don't know what she said. She but... wanted to do it on her own. Yeah. Wow. Well, I couldn't even imagine that. Um, pulling the baby from her body. And then uh, I think after that and losing her son, she loses a son um, in this episode. Uh, yeah. Might have pushed her over the edge. It was just a little bit too much. I mean, knowing that her father passed away, then... The crowns being taken from her, having this baby, and uh, does the baby live? No. The baby dies. Yeah. The baby's too little. I think it's too soon. I think she has child because she doesn't look very big. I remember that. She walked around a few times with her hand on her stomach. I thought, there's no way that she can have this baby yet. And I'm certain that all this stress probably right. caused it. Right. I'm sure. Anyways, in the in this episode, when they actually anoint her sons to go be the messenger, yeah, to tell the other families about what's happened, because the news can't travel fast enough. So the kids yeah. say, "We're going to take. How about we take? Do they wanted to do it by the ravens? Yes, think, they first, did. Uh huh. Right? Yeah. And they the, the Luke spoke up, I think, and said, "How about we ride the dragons? We can get there that much faster." She said, just promise me all you're going to do is be the messenger, not no fighting, no right. fighting allowed. Right. Because she, it's her children. They're still young. Yeah, exactly. And sure enough, you know, what happens with Luke is he ends up getting in a fight with, with Eamon, right? Yeah. Um, on his dragon. And she doesn't know yet. She's going to know very soon or she finds out at the very, very end. <sighs> yeah. Um, I, I think her poor little body is taken as much as it's going to take, and it's going to really have a huge effect on what happens in the next couple, next season. Hopefully future seasons, but for sure the first episode of the next season. Yeah. Oh, man. So I think it might have been Jacaris that said it, not uh, 
Luke. I'm not really sure. It doesn't matter. It was one of the oh, about Let's be no, the messengers. Let's yeah. be the messengers. Yeah. yeah. But I thought it was, I liked it that they were stepping up to the plate because they're pretty young. They're super young. I think both of them have been really, even when they were younger, they, even though they were small, they stood up tall. Like yeah. I, I really liked that about them. I felt like they weren't, they didn't shy away from a fight, no matter how small they were. They just, you know, would face they it. They learned to fight at a young age. I think yeah. they knew that this was something that's going to be necessary in the future. I think they were being prepped for this. Yeah. You know, by first by, I, I can't remember the name of her first husband. I know. I can't think of his name right now either. Yeah. Or not her first husband, her boyfriend or her, her lover, right? Her lover. Yeah. Her lover. Yeah. Yeah. Her so. father, the father of the kids. Yes, the father of the kids. Right? <laughs> so in this last episode 10, uh, Renera gives birth. And in episode one, her mother was giving birth. And so I yeah. just thought it was interesting, you know, that they planned Start it this way. That, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the babies both die, which, yeah. again, we had talked about in the beginning how the odds aren't great. So this yeah. will happen. Very high. All of the birth scenes were crazy. I've had kids. I know what it's like to have kids. It's like <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And I was uh, I was feeling for them so much. It was just, uh, they were good at producing those birth scenes. So I just oh, thought absolutely. that the actress, the acting and everything was incredible. Yeah. But um, what I was going to say was when she's on the beach cremating her child. Yes. And she's in this grief. Her father's yeah. crown arrives with Sir Eric Cargyle. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And finally, it's real. Like she feels it. She feels like the queen. They put it on her head. People yep. bend the knee. She's like, I am it. I'm going to be the queen. My chance. Yes, yep. this is what my father wanted. This is what I need. I know what I need to do. And I'm right. the right person for this. So I love that. But there is a battle within their marriage, because her and Damon have different ways of moving forward, because he just wants to be at war. And that's not Yeah, and that's not what she she wants to continue on with her father's legacy. Exactly. And keep the peace. Exactly. So well, that's what she thinks. So and that's think. what she's going to try and do. Yeah. So because she ultimately wants to protect the realm. That's her. Right. That's been what she's lived for and what she's yeah. trying to do. I was worried for the son, Luke, and mm -hmm. his dragon before we saw what happened to him. Just because, yeah. I mean, the, that scene was so. Oh, my goodness. It was the, the large dragon was flying over him. Well, before behind him. Yeah. Coming up. Yeah. Oh. That scene was, yeah, it was crazy. But even before that, when he first arrived and he sees the other dragon. Oh, yeah. And then he's, he's this little kid is this walking kid. up the steps and trying to deliver the news. And Here's the news. Yeah. And then the the whoever they're addressing, and I'm pardon me, I cannot remember who that was that they were addressing. Yeah. yeah, the family that was. But he's basically, well, what do you have to offer me? <laughs> right. And they're like, right. well, you had to pledge allegiance to the queen and we're here just to make sure you're on the same page. And, but it was good because that guy said no bloodshed here. So then that's when they took off. Uh, Luke took off. And then that's yeah. when we see the dragon in the, you know, storm. And it was oh, so well was done at one point when he, when he made it through the storm and the blue skies and then all of a oh sudden, Eamon comes up and Eamon was flying on 
Uh, Vagar. Vagar. And Vagar's old Huge. and gigantic, right? Huge. The biggest, I think. Yeah, the biggest one. So you knew that there was something serious that was going to happen. Sure enough, it did. It was horrible. It's right out of the sky. Well, it's interesting because the dragons weren't listening to their owners. No. So they were just doing their own thing. Yeah, they both were. And it's like, why is this little dragon, you know, I it's small. I That's why I thought they were safe because I thought, oh, it's small. It can go underneneath. You know, in the crevice of those mountains. It was going in the crevices of the the mountains. Yes. Trying to get away. Yeah. And it's quick. And I thought, yeah, I thought the same thing. You're home free. And then Vagar just comes and does his Uh, own thing because Eamon's all, no, no, no. But he gets, takes that one big, huge bite. And all you see are these little remnants of whatever it is. And you're like, oh, my God. Okay. I want to know, how is it? That the news is brought to them. Like, how do they how know? How do they get there so quick? Well, how do they even know? know? How I do they know. even know? They so, didn't show that scene. It was just all of a sudden, uh, Damon comes in to, right, to tell her. Yes. And she's facing the fireplace. Yeah. And he put his hand on her back or he did something and maybe said something to her. I he couldn't did. tell. I, I think he told her. I thought. He told her. I thought. And or, then I think she just turns around and we see her has face. this look on her face and oh you just know. And and that was the end. I was so mad. I was I was like, how could this be it was such a cliffhanger? I mean, come on. Um, but I'm not ready for it to be over. There's more. There's more to tell. I know. Um, it was. Anyways. It was. Uh, I, I agree. I get that. I was like, what? No. More. Typical of these shows. <laughs> I know. They know how to draw the audience in and keep us hanging. All I want to know is when are they in production for the next I season? know. Right. I haven't read yet. I haven't either. So. You know? No, I don't. I don't. Well, we'll have to keep in uh, communication about that. I'm serious. Okay, so Debbie, do you, are there any other tidbits that you wanted to mention that you saw in this season? Yeah, as I was rewatching some of the episodes again, the production's phenomenal. The sound, the costumes, the set display. I mean, I can't imagine the kind of money where they, and I don't know where they filmed this at, but it was just phenomenal. They did a really good job. I felt like I was transported into this world, just like Game of Thrones. You're in this yeah. completely different world realm and so clever the way that they just weave you into the stories. I just, I couldn't get enough, really, honestly. What about you? I thought all the actors were incredible. I thought Emma Darcy is so good as Rhaenyra. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking, why did they name two guys Eric, even though one has an E, <laughs> one has an A, and that they're brothers, okay, yeah. in real life? You know, they're, yeah, it's like, you can't look anymore alike, but I did like how, you know, each one went, had loyalties yeah, and it went to two different places. Loris and Alicent, the whole feet thing. Oh my gosh. Oh, so weird. weird. Yeah. That's so weird. And I do want to mention, I was reading about Rhaenyra's three oldest sons in the books I think all three of her sons, those three sons pass away, and the children that she has with Daemon, which is Aegon and Viserys, will eventually sit on the Iron Throne. That's in the books. I don't know what's going to happen in the series, but I thought that was interesting information to know. Yeah, I wonder if it'll be the same. Yeah. Yeah. And so when the king got his cut on his finger, when because this is when I saw it the second time, Mm -hmm. I thought, Oh, did the 
infection get through his body right. the whole time. It was all symbolic that they said it. Yes, he did get that infection, but he also had the one on his back because he sat yes. on the Iron Throne. Yes. I didn't even realize you could get it from sitting on the Iron I Throne. I know, right? From sitting too long? Yeah. Yeah. But they were saying because of all the stresses he had in his life, that's what really killed him. The cuts and everything else were just symbolic of what was happening right. in his body. Yeah. yeah. Um, And I did hear that Rhaenyra and Damon are people's like favorite, favorite people. Yeah. yeah. And I today I just did a, a poll uh, like... I forget what the poll was, but it had to do with like your favorite character or who do you like the most or whatever it was. And Damon had all the votes almost. Oh, wow. Majority of the votes. And I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. All right. We are at our segment that is called And the Award Goes To. Yes. And what I would like to know, Debbie, is what is your favorite quote, character or moment in this whole season one? Okay. Well, I talked about this earlier because it was so, to me, it was so instrumental on or in uh, kind of developing their relationship. It was that moment when Damon took Rhaenyra to that orgy, brothel, whatever you want to call it. And they made out, they had their little illicit moment and nothing really happened, but it was a precursor to obviously what would happen eventually. Yeah. Um, The look that he gave her, the tension to have a man desire you that much that was her first time ever yeah. being with somebody, right? So that to me was very telling. And that was one of the moments that stood out a lot for me. So my favorite moment was when Princess Rhaenys Targaryen, known as the queen that never was, yes. rode in on that dragon. Yep. I thought it was so cool. It was so commanding. It was unexpected. I didn't know what was happening. And when the dragon came in, I didn't know who it was until the dust settled and we saw her. I thought, man, you are so cool. And the fact that she could have just Dracarys, she could have Dracarys all the people right then, but she didn't. She thought about it and she's like, nope, I'm going to go tell Rhaenyra, who should be queen, what's happening here. But I just, I did, I got up and I got on Twitter and I'm like, this is so cool. Yes. <laughs> Which I never heard. I don't hardly do that, but yeah. um, I mean, I'm hardly motivated to do it. I, yes, yeah. I go on there because um, I do go on social media, yeah. but when I'm prompted to go, that means I moved you in some way. You to share your feelings about it. That's exactly right. That's awesome. So I love that moment and I just think it's so great. And um and I love that she's siding with Rhaenyra now and yes. that she even tells her husband, look, she's trying to protect the realm. So we need to help her, basically. Absolutely. So I love that. So that was my favorite moment. Nice. Okay. So we don't know what's going to happen, but no. what do you hope to see in the next season? More fighting. I love the fighting scenes. I love it with the jousting. I, lo- I love the uh, fighting with the crab feeders or whatever you want to call those people. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd love for them to introduce some more strong women characters. Yes. Um, I felt like in my personal opinion, they might've advanced the children a little too early this time. Um, But you know, they'll probably advance them a little bit now again. So I'm looking forward to seeing who might be playing the new characters. I bet you there's a lot of people that are interested in playing those characters. Cause I mean, what a, what a job, what a career. 
I'm also looking forward to, we won't see the end of Eamon's attempt at ruining the, I feel he's trying to ru- ruin the family's name. I mean, he's uh, behind the scenes, what he's done. Um, he, he feels he was the one that should have been the king. He said this, as I mentioned to you, not Aegon. His actions in the last episode, even though, yes, maybe he was trying to tell his dragon, you know, not to do anything. He didn't have to chase after them. He yeah. knew what he was doing. He was not doing the right thing. Um, I think he's devious. I think he's angry. I think he's got a lot of anger inside him from, you know, kind of maybe what happened in the past and being bitter at being looked over. So I think that he'll descend into some darker times. I think we're about to see some dark times, more murderous plots, per, perhaps, and then <laughs> yeah. more dragons, right? Yes, more dragons. <laughs> I love the dragons. I really yeah. do. I didn't know how much I love dragons. Just like I didn't know on my, you know, a zombie show, Walking Dead. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know how much I wanted to watch a zombie zombie show yeah (laughs) i'm like into dragons so um i do love them i think they're great i think because they represent their character they're you know they're humans really well so that's what i think i like about them but i really want to see what rhaenyra is going to do how she's going to react i think she's going to have to walk a fine line because she has to protect the realm but man her she's yeah there's so much that has happened to her she's lost parents she's lost lovers she's lost children and now a son uh, you know a son and so it'll just be really interesting to see that i'm all i really think it may lead into the kids maybe more so i'm really gonna be curious to see how how that affects those kids handle it yeah so i'm really looking forward to all of that so yay oh my gosh they did a great job can't wait to see the next season i'm actually gonna i probably watch the season again it's only 10 episodes yeah so you can easily binge watch it yeah um highly recommend it yeah Woo! okay that wraps up our conversation on house of the dragon yay Before we close out this episode, Debbie, I do want to know if you have any current TV or movie recommendations. Oh, absolutely. So I'm watching The Handmaid's Tale, The Watcher, The Sinner, The Devil in Ohio, Monarch and Siltine. Um, I love Monarch. Monarch to me is kind of similar to a Nashville. What's really weird about it is that Susan Sarandon plays the matriarch. And she's got a couple daughters. They all have red hair. Like, is this like the Judd family? What the heck is <laughs> going on here? Do you know when I, sorry to interrupt you, but when yeah. I first saw the previews for this, yeah. I thought it was something about the Judds. So it's so oh, funny me. that you say that. Okay, go ahead. I, I totally compared it to, is this something to do with the Judds? And I don't want to give it away if anybody hasn't seen it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> no, so I'm not going to say anything to you, but it's definitely a show to watch. And I love I've always loved, like, I love Nashville. I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. Uh, TV shows with music in them. Yeah. Glee every now and then was yeah. fun. I like TV shows that, that bring in some music and then also have um, other aspects to it. And then I also have been watching Seal Team. I'm sorry, Devil in Ohio is the other one that I don't think, Diana, you haven't watched yet. No. Um, the sister is played, or the, the uh, main character is played by Emily, and I can't think of her name. Her sister was the big actress. Deschanel? De, De, De is it Deschanel? Yes, Deschanel. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. And she's married to a 
guy, and he's also in a character. He plays the guy in The Handmaid's Tale, the guy that was trying to help um, Mrs. Waterford when she got out of Gilead. Oh, yeah. And, and you knew there was a little tension with them. I wasn't yes. sure if they liked each other or whatever. So he plays the husband in The Devil in Ohio. And the premise of The Devil in Ohio is a girl is found and she has um, Satan markings on her back. She's not really sharing her story, but they're uncovering her story. But all in the meantime, uh, Deschanel and her husband have let her stay in their home because she's a doctor. And there's no nowhere else for her to foster. So there's introduction to the kids and just it's an interesting story behind it. So I highly recommend it if you do like kind of creepy weird. I do. It's a good one. It's it sounds one. like I see that you watched and you said you watched Sin the Sinner. I watched the all Sinner. of Sinner. I oh, love yeah. that. Seems like it's a little bit maybe like that, like a little bit a of little mystery. Bit similar. It could be okay. a little mystery. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. And then for movies, I've only seen Elvis lately. I mean, of course, I saw Top Gun. Ah, um, yeah. Maverick. Yeah. Love that. I can't believe I've had one person tell me they thought it was done. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, that's right? crazy. That's crazy. I couldn't believe it. It's so good. Elvis is such a great production. Um, Baz Luhrmann, Luhrmann is the uh, director who's the, he's the director from the movie version of Moulin Rouge, right? Yeah. And so you've got color and just everything about it is just something spectacular. And if you want to hear Elvis' story from the beginning, it's kind of a cool story. So I rec recommend that as well. What are some of your favorites, Diana, that you're watching? Share. Well, I do want to say I watched Elvis because I love yeah. Elvis. But I, for me, I the movie, I, I felt it. like it concentrated so much on the colonel that I oh. thought it was going to concentrate more on Elvis. Which I wanted it to, and it sure. didn't for me. So I was like, yeah. "Oh man!" So a lot of um, his story, a lot of his story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tom uh, Hanks did a great job, though. You have to admit that. Yeah. Well, Tom Hanks is always good. He's, He's such amazing. a great actor. He's like one of my favorites. I know he is. He really so, is. and you were talking about. Um, I do want to watch The Devil in Ohio. Someone else had yes. recommended that to me and really liked it. But you were mentioning that actor. He was also in Parenthood as yes. one the husband, right? The husband. Yeah, yes. same guy. I love him. him up. I don't know his name, <laughs> but he plays a gay, great character actor. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's always like a husband or something. Yes. I don't know what it is, but I do like him. So I had mentioned this on the last podcast, but I'm going to mention it again because it's you know, October, you need a good mystery. And <laughs> so I'm watching The Watcher on Netflix, oh, which you are watching too. Me too. And uh, it is Ryan Murphy series with uh, Naomi Watts and Bobby Cavanaugh and Jennifer Coolidge. And yes. it's about basically a house that people are drawn to buy. And um, somebody's watching, <laughs> watching you live in that house and doesn't like the things that you're doing. And it appears that they want some sacrificial it's an ulterior motive yeah There's something going on we don't so, know what i haven't completed it debbie i don't Me know either oh okay either. so we'll see what happens but it's a yes. good it's i think it's pretty good it's, it's uh very good it's interesting it's great it's, yeah the, the house has a story that yes you find out that there's other stories that are from other people that have lived there before exactly that are uncovered during the 
current owners that are living there and it's freaky. It yeah. really is. Yeah. I, uh, I have a lot of reality shows that I watch and so I'm not going to bring them all up. The only one I'm going to bring up is the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which is on Bravo because the, season finale just happened and it is crazy man it's crazy you know erica still bringing the drama but kathy hilton and lisa rinna are over the top it's like it's like crazy that i'm doing a podcast episode on it so i love it for that podcast episode for that because um, my friend uh, Judith will be back. She has some connections in LA, and so uh-huh. she can. Uh, she always has some tidbit, some juicy oh, she tidbit can speak to somebody. Yeah, so uh, it'll be fun to um, to podcast with her and bring out that episode. So be great. that's what I'm watching. So thank you, Debbie, for joining me today. I loved all your thoughts on the house of the dragon and your insight into it and your enthusiasm for it. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. I enjoy sharing this with you. So a little bit to the, to the listeners out there, Diane and I used to work together and after every Seinfeld episode, friends, probably after Sunday on Monday, we would spend a whole hour probably talking (laughs) at work about the shows and, and the insight into all the different characters. So I miss that. Oh my so this gosh. Really fun. So I appreciate you inviting me. I had such a good time really kind of focusing on the show and paying attention to things I probably wouldn't normally pay attention right. to. Right. That made me think a little harder about, you know, what the writers were thinking and I can't wait for the next season. So, yeah. So thanks again for inviting uh, me. Thanks Debbie. I had forgot about that. I love that. You yes. remember that. <laughs> That's yes. so much oh, fun. Yeah. All right friends out there. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something that we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website and follow Screens in Focus and please tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. I do want to remind you, if you have TV and movie recommendations, please go to our website, screensandfocus.com. And on the main page, there is a TV and movie recommendations speak pipe there. And what that is, is you'll hear a message from me. And if you press reply, you can record your message back to me. And I would love to know if you're watching something. And all you have to do is leave the name of the show, um, maybe where you're watching it, and maybe just one sentence of why you like it. So that would just be your way of uh, telling us what you're watching. And so I would just love that. So please do that. We'll be releasing a new episode next week. Next show will be on The Walking Dead. You can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.